Yes, it's the Finnish Football Show. This is the second attempt at recording this show because we started and hadn't recorded. So we'll go, we'll go again. Uh, I'm here, as you can see, with Rich. It's the morning after the Finland versus France game. We're in my hotel room, but we, you know, we didn't stay here together. Rich has just joined because this is the only quiet room in the hotel to re to record in, and. We, you know, we, it was the first first time that all four of us in the Finnish football show actually were together in the same place uh, for the game last night. So let's have a little little look back at, at some of those some of those memories. We've got Keke there; he's out and about somewhere in Helsinki. Um, let's start by hearing from Keke. What what are you up to at the moment, Keke? Hello, lads. Yeah, um, I'm. Uh, I didn't choose a quiet room. I chose. Um, I'm here in Sornanen, Kurvi. I'm. Uh, yeah, I've just been having a having a walk around town before I make my way back to the airport. Yeah, just got to buy as much rye bread as I can stuff in this backpack to take back home to London. But um, yeah, first of all, cracking for us all four of us to be together last night. Obviously disappointed with the result, but but what a night! It was brilliant for all four of us from Finnish football show to be together, and what an atmosphere! The atmosphere was absolutely fantastic um, inside the stadium. It was great to see the stadium full, and um, and yeah, before the game. Before the game, the march up. What an atmosphere, boys! It was it was absolutely brilliant to be part of. Yeah, it was that that march was was quite something. I was expecting it to be a couple of hundred people walking through the park all the way up to the to the stadium, but they were a lot more than that, Rich, weren't they? Yeah, I'd say at least a couple of thousand there uh, joining from camp here all the way up to the stadium. Uh, the the 15-20 minute walk took probably just over an hour with stoppages allowing the traffic to go. The, the various kneeling that we talk about where we're old men in creaking knees and people drinking and collecting the cans as well. So doing a bit for the environment and litter. But uh, yeah, it's crack cracking atmosphere, really well organised. And it's nice that the uh, the local fuzz are uh, helping. Then they're, they're not impeding for once. They're actually being quite helpful for change. I, I was I was amazed that they closed closed the streets to let this mass of humanity come passing passing through and i i put a, a video in the facebook group the finnish football show fans group and it was one that satu took when we were when we were kneeling down all this groaning from from men who men and women who, who found it all a bit too much up and down on those knees um but while we were kneeling you can see in the background a tram going past and that's so finished to see these old old style trams going past, rattling, rattling past in the distance. And then as it passed, all the fans stood up, jumping around, going, going crazy and more fireworks and flares and, and everything. It was a real, a real experience. Um, Mark. Yeah, I mean, you know, from the outside, the well, first thing you got to say is it's really well organized. You know, what I mean, it's uh, we'd like it took us an hour and a bit to do that 15 minute walk. Uh, but it was uh, the the way the police worked, and then the, also the SMU called ads at the front, you know, keeping everything in in line, and also also getting the songs out. You know, that was that was really good stuff. Uh, but on the outside, it looks like it might look like a bit intimidating and aggressive because we've got like a big march, thousands of people and fireworks. But on the inside, it was like a proper party. Like there was there was old geezers, there was young young lads, there was even families and a couple of kids, sort of hang, hanging about. So on the inside, it was a real uh, party atmosphere. It's really cool. When you compare and contrast that with sort of scenes that we saw in in Wem Wembley in the summer for the Euro final, and I, I sent that video to a family group, my family group on WhatsApp, and my my young nephew George, he said, "Oh, 
you couldn't you couldn't do that in the UK. You'd be like hit with with batons and and arrested for for behaviour. But actually, there wasn't really any bad behaviour. It was just people walking really slowly, like you said. Yeah, I think there, there were actually a few French fans in there as well. Um, yeah, I saw, okay. I saw a couple just. I think that's just they see a group of people walking to the game and there's no trouble. Um, and obviously it's very much Finland fans and people were watching from the windows, waving and wondering what the hell these mad people are doing. But it was um, the atmosphere was great. And having been at the, the Euro 2020 final when the atmosphere was uh, quite the opposite, uh, it was nice to walk in, in a group like that and not have bottles thrown and be covered in blood and fighting and things like that. So, uh, yeah, it's an atmosphere definitely recommended for, for anyone who goes to a Finland game in the future. Yeah, I'm, we, we, we decided already that was my first Finland game yesterday. Um, but we're going to come at least at least once a year, make a make a, an effort to get down there. And, you know, maybe maybe more. Let's let's see. Mm. It takes a bit more effort than just cycling to the uh, Oma Aspir Stadion in Sainioki, but it's worth it. Well, well worth it. Mark, you were you were commenting earlier that we we got to meet quite a few people that sort of know the podcast listen to the podcast um maybe it's a good time now to give a few people a shout out i, I remember from the from the march there was a, a guy called lowry who had been chatting with keke and then he came, made his way back to us and he was like hey are you mark from the finnish football show i said yeah yeah oh, i love the podcast and i said hey it's not just me look there's rich there's mark and he was like wow all together and it was it was really nice and and Lowry, if you're listening to this, it, it was good to meet you and we appreciate it. And I don't know if the listeners really understand that you know they like hearing their names read on the podcast, and we like and we need we need this validation from you guys that this is all <laughs> this is all worthwhile. Um, obviously, we met Jamie as well. He was on the same flight as Rich, um, and you guys have met up before, but it was the first time to meet Jamie, and we had a bit of a chat before this big FFS reunion kind of happened and uh and i uh, the conversation ended and i didn't get to see him again afterwards so uh i'm i'm sure he was at the game somewhere and enjoyed it like we did um but who else did you speak to rich um well say jamie and uh, we also had a, a very quick hello but also keke got to speak to a, a, a listener of the show we call him a friend of the show uh timo will say uh 10 international caps two international goals for finland recently retired so he's taken up a politicking and probably gardening but uh he's aware of what we're doing and you know it's nice to know that we're reaching the exalted chambers council chambers of Torku. <laughs> he's aware of what we're doing but did he say he likes the show um i didn't hear that but i heard he said one of them bad enough to support cooks <laughs> and and what did you do head down and out the door <laughs> um mark who, who else did you speak to there I think I mean if you're going to shout out to somebody, it's it's uh, at Finvisible. So I don't know if you if you're on if you're on Twitter, uh, give at Finvisible a bit of some some love, some likes, and some follows because he's a he's a good crack. It was really good to sort of put a face to the to the handle in a sense and get to know him. I think his name's Nico. Keke is one of your Uvescular massive guys, right? Yeah, that's that's Nico from from Uvescular. He's one of the original high and Poyat boys, and um, yeah, he's. Nico is honestly one of the one of the first lads who sort of welcomed me into the world of Finnish football when I was standing, uh, made my way out the back to the, uh, the all the lads singing there at Iron Stadium. So yeah, Nico deserves a big shout out, and yeah, it was it was lovely to see everyone. It's all um all the regular faces, you know. There was we uh, we caught up with Marco Sarex in the pub like um, before the before the game, yeah, and then 
afterwards, I managed to um, see the Olu twins, um, Matt, uh, Tommy and Matty, and that, that was great there. You'll see them at every Finland game, home and away, so that was nice to see them. And, um, yeah, our old mate, Jussa, from, uh, he's, a, he's a Yaps fan, so it was, it was nice to see him. He's a, he's a regular listener to the show. So, yeah, just lovely to see everyone. And, well, you know, great, great friendly atmosphere. It was, it was brilliant. There was also um, your friend Ville, um, who looked after you, I think, a bit yesterday, and also Erno as well that I was speaking to, and and probably others in, especially later in the in the bar after the game, where names names become a bit of a blur. But I definitely remember having a having a few uh, nice conversations in there as well. So uh, all all good. Thanks for uh, thanks for making us feel <laughs> special. We felt special. Um, but there was a football match yesterday as well. Um, we made our way to the stadium with the with the big crowds, and we we got there in, in good time and had had a chance to sort of hang around outside and and have a couple more drinks before going in to the game. And and th- there were six of us together. Um, Rich and Keke were right in the in the mass of the um, Asamiko in the Pohuis Carre. <coughs> And Mark and I were with uh, Mrs. Mark and, uh, and Mrs. Mrs. Mark and Mrs. Mark, I suppose. <laughs> and um, uh, and we were at the same end, but just a couple of blocks over. And uh, as a first experience, that was that was perhaps close enough. Um, Rich, you've been in Bogiuscare before, mm. but how did this game? How, how did the experience of this game compare? Because it was a pretty much full house yesterday. Yeah, the, the last Finland game I went to in the uh, Olympia Stadium was six years ago. It was Mixu's last game, a 1-0 defeat to Hungary in front of... I'd be surprised if there were more than 10,000 in the ground okay. that day. Uh, there were nearly 32,000 there last night. Uh, full house. Um, there's a, a new roof on the stadium, which I suppose was almost lifted at certain points, particularly at the end after the game had finished. But um, it was, I mean, the, the atmosphere is great. I think the fact that we, we'd always planned to go to this game together and the fact that there was something riding on it uh, after the win last weekend, Finland's destiny technically was in their own hands. Just the small matter of the world champions who coming off an 8-0 win. Um, but yeah, everyone was up for it. Everyone was keen. It was, you know, it's, it's hard to kind of describe to people who don't live in Finland or haven't been here before that a 9.45 p.m. kickoff on a Tuesday in November is hardly conducive to what you'd expect that kind of atmosphere to be. But it was like, you know, the typical Tuesday night at Stoke. But it was so amazing to be in there and, and how excited people were um, following the game. People were still following the, the game in Bosnia as well, but um, people were singing the whole way through the the chaps on the scaffolding at the front with the megaphones leading the chanting. I don't think they'd turn around to look at the pitch once. <laughs> It was. Um, they don't it, like football. Though, no, do. no, they're just <laughs> there for the singing. Yeah. But um, I mean, it was a cracking atmosphere, and and to see so many people there, um, you know, and again, you know, these are people who were there before the recent upturning results. Mm. So these people were there sort of six, seven years ago, uh, when things were at their lowest ebb, certainly in in the last generation. So, so not Ari Vists like me and Sato, no, anyway. No, no, no yeah. fair weathers or John, Johnny come latelys, <laughs> but. Uh, yeah, they're all there, and it was yeah, it was fantastic atmosphere, uh, and yeah, I think it bodes well for the future. Keke, you you you're more regular in in there. Um, just just describe it a little bit for for people. You know, what? Because it, it's it's lively. Um, 
is everyone everyone standing in there? I mean, where we were a couple of blocks over, we were standing. We, we were at the back of our block, so we were standing because there were some people standing in front of us. But but what was it like over where where you were? Yeah, I mean, it was it was brilliant. Like everyone everyone's just huddled in together. I mean, it wasn't it wasn't the coldest night in uh, in um, Finnish history last night, but it was nice to be sort of huddled together to sort of keep 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 warm. And um, I mean. I'm sure my ticket had a row number and a seat number on it somewhere, but I, I'm pretty sure I never uh, never found it. I never never made it to that row. We just all sort of bombed in and, um, yeah, and uh, lumped in and was jumping up and down, arms around each other and just, yeah, stand where you like and give it give it your utmost. You know what I mean? It was it was absolutely brilliant. I mean, um, I've been to uh, been to quite a few Finland games, but that was my first one on the on the Pohjoiskara and it was it was absolutely fantastic. As um, as Rich said, the the capos. The capos down the um, down the front on their uh, on their scaffold with the megaphones, just keeping things going. Yeah, they they hardly turned around to see the game. It was um, it was excellent. So so you've been to mostly away games, haven't you? That's right. Because two years ago was your first home game, and that was where uh, the Liechtenstein game, where Finland qualified for the Euros. Uh, but you weren't in the Bohuskare that time. Yeah, that was at Bolt Arena, so it was a little bit different. But um, but yeah, all much. I was at the uh, yeah I was at the I mean so I was at the obviously the Ukraine game which which I think had about twenty eight thousand so it was it was about three thousand ish under under capacity so last night was sold out and it was raucous but the Ukraine game a month or so ago was um, it was quiet you know what I mean like it was, it was I think it was one of the first times that the whole sort of the whole the crowd had got back in you know post COVID and the game obviously on the pitch it was quite a dull affair and it wasn't that sort of technically very good so there was a sort of a weird awkwardness in the air but last night was banging you know it was absolutely like it was fantastic I think even the even outside of the Borjo's Garda there was a lot of singing going on and a lot of good like good vibes I think I was a little bit blown away at the beginning I I I had this realization yesterday that I'm nearly 50 years old and I've spent most of my um time watching football in front of small crowds <laughs> being a Fulham supporter in the 80s with my dad in the 80s and 90s with crowds of a few thousand and a Wimbledon fan you know all my life as well with pretty small crowds and now watching Asikor I've only I've never been to one England game so I got there yesterday and there's a lot more razzmatazz around football nowadays with all the the lights and the and the music beforehand um so it took me a while to realise that a game of football had actually broken out. <laughs> Did, Mark, you, you wrote a match report. I, I mean, by the time I got home in bed, you'd already sort of pretty much published a match report. I'm not quite sure. Yeah, you, you, yeah. So, well, you just remember the game then. So let's tell the listeners a little bit about the game. Uh, well, I mean, on the on the pitch, I think it started as you'd expect. So, so France named a, they, they changed their team a fair bit. And uh, oh, I think I think we've lost Keke. So on the pitch, uh, I mean, it looked like uh, it, France changed their team a, quite a bit from the one that beat Kazakhstan, but they kept Griezmann and Mbappe, which meant they always had like that sort of that edge of quality. We made two changes. So Force went out and uh, Nisila came in because he was massively impressive in Bosnia. And then uh, the other change was Yare Urunen coming in for Yuka Raitala. Uh, and he came in at right back, which is unusual for him. I mean, the first half, we just sort of sat back, tried to soak up the, the pressure and diffuse the press, keep the ball a little bit and move it around. And uh, I think we did a good job in keeping it tight and frustrating the French. Uh, they uh, they moved it around, shot from distance, tried to get in behind, but they didn't really click anything in. 
you know, that was particularly dangerous. So I think from the first half, it was tense, but I don't remember any real critical like breakaways. I think Puki had a shot on the half turn from distance. It was pretty comfortably saved. And I think uh, Luke made one sort of fingertip save that I think the ref gave as a goal kick like, and didn't notice. I think that's a good, a good point. I looked at some basic stats afterwards and possession for the whole game was quite even. I think it was like 53 to France, 47. And shots were eight to France and five to Finland and maybe three on target and one on target in, in favour of France. So it was, it felt quite even on the night, apart from those those two sort of flashes of class leading to the goals. Yeah, well, um, I mean, Benzema's goal, Benzema had only been on the pitch a few minutes he scored in the 66 minute and it was a nice little one, two in the box, but his shot got a deflection off. I think it was Leo Weissman, um, past Radetzky in the goal. Um, and that, I think at that point, Ukraine had already gone one nil up in Bosnia. So people in, where we were, were already kind of checking the, the live score app on their phone going. Yeah, you know, so, so were me and Mark. Yeah, yeah. So we were checking that going, okay, well, if Ukraine are one nil up, then Finland need, I think needed a score draw uh, at that point. So, Actually, going one nil down wasn't the worst thing in the world because Finland still needed to score. Um, but then ten minutes later, Kylian Mbappe, who hadn't been hugely influential in the game, I think that he did a couple of half chances and, and hadn't really done much. But yeah, some real quality. Got the ball just inside the half, took it past Taylor, uh, cut inside, and it was a fantastic finish into the far corner. I mean, you can see why. That that's the thing is where on the game was fairly even and then you have a player of that exceptional quality who can really make a difference you know one of the best players in the world can do that with i think 14 minutes to go it's 2-0 and then ukraine scored as well to make it 2-0 there and it was kind of that was the end of it really it was a shame but uh, it was a great goal to see mark yeah i mean i think um uh, Rasmus Schuller in the middle of the pitch was again excellent. He was just really like he was he was on top of everything, closed the space down well. He was always available for a pass, and his tackling was really good. I thought he was unfairly booked by the that Italian referee that didn't give us also didn't give us anything and gave France a free kick every time somebody sneezed. Um, but I think I think when uh, when you after Ukraine scored and went ahead, Rive had to take he took off Schuller and put on force. And the bit when uh, when then Benzema comes on, they've got a little bit more space sort of to build and break through, and they counted really quickly. And I, I really think that like if you look at the build-up play, there's a sort of Schuller-shaped hole <laughs> in the middle of the pitch when the French when the French break through. We needed to do something, and it's just a shame that Schuller came off. And um, yeah, the, the French just exploited it. That's you make you get one bit of bad luck, like a deflection, and they capitalize on it and then you've got that one bit of quality that's always sitting there and somebody like Mbappe because he just I mean when he when he burned past Taylor you just thought bloody hell where's he going and then he pinged it into the far corner and you thought well that was quick <laughs> it's only been about four seconds since we were in the other half so it's uh yeah but but from Finland's perspective I don't think there's any no there's no shame in the result I thought we gave as good as we got I thought particularly start of the second half for about 15 minutes we were we were the better team you know I thought that the the substitutions you just mentioned there, it was bold. I mean, did, didn't we end up playing something like a 2-4-4 a four, four or a 2-3-5 formation? It just like piled on all the all the forwards and went for it. And there was nothing to lose. Why not? I mean... Yeah, well, Poy and Palo came on towards the end um, and there was just generally a kind of win or bust thing. I think Finland 
at that point would have needed a two to all draw mm. would have been fine at that point. But yeah, again, coming back, it's you know already a difficult job. Um, I was really impressed by Uho Nisila last night. It was really the way he he works with the ball, he carries it forwards, he's always moving. Uh, I saw the Lekeep ratings, which are notoriously harsh. Mm. And I think sort of in the history of Lekeep ratings, I think they've given tens to fewer than 10 people. Uh, Mbappe got the most, I think he got eight out of 10. And, and Nisila by far was the, the most highly rated Finnish player. Uh, I think he got a six, which for them is the equivalent <laughs> yeah, yeah. of getting an eight or a nine yeah, anywhere yeah. else. And um, I mean, he, he really was good. And, and it's nice to see a couple of domestic-based players in the team of O'Shaughnessy as well. Um, doing really well and I mean we'll, we'll come on to it later but um, yeah there's now that Finland are, are out of the World Cup um, no playoffs so there's going to be a few months now until the next competitive fixtures which I think the Nations League draw is in December and the games start in June. So. Yeah I was looking at that this morning there's four games between the 1st and the 14th of June mm. so the actual dates to be decided and the and the opponent's to be decided, but um, I did notice that there's there's sort of a few of the teams that are in Finland's group now mm. are in the same pool of the teams for the for the Nations League. So let's hope we avoid avoid them and get some different get some different teams. Yeah, fed up with Bosnia, yeah, exactly. Mark, I was just going to say the same thing. I could go back to Bosnia as many times at the minute. I mean, they also. Like I saw some of the match reports that came from Bosnia and Ukraine, and Bosnia was sort of in it and competitive up until half time, hit the post at one point. But according to many sources, they just just almost down tools in the second half. They like as soon as the Ukrainians scored, they just sort of folded. I mean, and that's on a night when their star player Pjanic was already basically dropped from the squad because he'd been out on the lash, allegedly, uh, the day before. So I can go back to Bosnia again because it doesn't look like they're taking it seriously. So at the end of the game, it finished. Finland nil, France two, and then there was a big huddle on the pitch. The the entire Finland squad, all the backroom team, and everything. And I, I guess this was probably at the point they were they were starting to say their goodbyes to Paulus Arjuri and Jona Toivio, who I don't know retired from international football. Is that is that how it's how it's been sort of explained? Um, there's a lot of caps gone from the squad there nearly 150 i think between them yeah well um we we've talked about it in the last couple of episodes how they've been phased out of the the starting 11 now the retirement again with where finland are in, in the international calendar now they've now got i think uh, i think the qualifiers for euro 2024 start in march 23 so they've got the best part of 18 months now and these guys have been around a long time there's a lot of caps they've been really influential and and I think it's whether it's a chicken and egg, did they retire because it's the end of the this cycle of fixtures or because they were starting to realise they're being phased out of the team and go on a sort of high. You know, mm. they've had a fantastic couple of years, well, three, three or four years now. And, you know, that as servants to the team, as, as part of the spine that got Finland to Euro 2020 um, and, you know, have got Finland to within 90 minutes of a playoff for the World Cup, um, what they've done has been fantastic and they got a very well-deserved reception from the Poyaskara and it was nice to see and, and it's a shame that you know these all good things come to an end we've already had Luke Rudetsky and, and Temo Puki have come out and said no we're not retiring just to make it clear there's not going to be that much churn mm -hmm. from the team but uh, yeah with, um, with Toivo and Ariuri going uh, be 
we'll have to keep an ear out and see if I guess Tim Sparves mm. the next obvious one. He's I think he's 35 in February and he's not played very much in the last three or four months or certainly since he's come back to Helsinki. Mm. You, you do wonder if we'll get like a maybe a friendly or something you know yeah I, I'd, hate, I'd hate for it to be like in in dubai I'd, I'd like a home game you know what i mean towards either the end of the year or the start of next year with maybe one last run out for the lads particularly tim who who didn't get you know he wasn't in the squad this time around and he didn't get the sort of lap of honor that uh Toivio and arayuri got but i think you know i think both of those guys are 33 ish turning 34 if not 34 and the uh, the last couple of games has shown that you know even of Weisenen or Shaughnessy, they're really stable lads, you know. And you've got Tenho guys like Tenho coming through, biting at the heels, trying to get a chance. So I think it's if they move aside now, then I think there's a good there's a sort of good crop of of relatively established players and youngsters still looking to come through. But if you think about when Arayuri and Toivio came in. You know, uh, that they would have come, come to the prominence at about the same time that Moisander retired, same time that uh, Arkivor retired, like from the international team. And I think nobody put, very few people had a lot of faith in them. You know, they just thought that these are sort of second rank players and they'll do a, a job for now, but we're in real trouble as a country. And they actually turned up to be, particularly in those early days when Rivia played 4 4 2, Toivio and Arayuri were like the absolute steel that got us so many clean sheets. Uh, that got us through the Nations League, that got us into the qualification for, for the Euros. So they've done a massive job in, in building the foundations to turn Finland around. Yeah, and I think we've we've talked over the over the years that oh, over the years, over the last year anyway, about young players that seem to be coming through the under 21s. And that it must be it must be a real incentive for them now to see players like Ivanov and um um Weissenen and Niskanen and Nisula all, all kind of coming through from domestic football through the age age ranks and into the into the first team. So it'll be interesting to see. I think the the under 21s have had a bit of an up and down weekend. They they got beaten 3-1 by Norway, but then yesterday they won 1-0 against Estonia. Estonia. Mm. So you know they're there, but there are players coming through and there seems to be production line is a bit it sounds a bit too prosaic but you know like there seems to be this 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 group of players coming through and Rive is not shy of bringing them in and the older players sort of transitioning out of the squad so it looks looks positive yeah he's got quite bold this year with some of his selections I think uh you know after changing to a, a three or a five in defense after the successful four um still haven't quite settled on the wing backs um, but there are players kind of on the cusp of, uh, you know, we, we've got the generation who are probably now towards the end of their careers. I mean, I, I guess Reitler as well. Um, is he 32 now? I think 32, 33. Um, so there's there's going to be more players, there's more and more places. And some of the players in that under-21 team, admittedly, they're the more kind of attacking midfielder types just to clog up that that spot on the bench, you know, with I say Taylor came on as a right wing back last night, but on Ivalakari as well. And then in the under 21 has got Suhonen, uh, Ant-Man as well, look very promising. So it's, it's interesting to see how it's going to go because next year for Finland is going to be, it's Kaneva's last year of his contract anyway. Um, so his contract expires at the end of next year. So it's going to be a lot of learning. Uh, the Nations League is really going to take precedence there. And then, 
the friendlies that go around that. So he's going to learn an awful lot about where the team and the squad are in 12 months time. There'll probably be quite a few new faces in and around the squad, if not in the first 11. Surely that contract will get renewed. We're not going to have another halfway through the final season. Let's see if we review it. Just get that, get that pen on paper and, and keep it, keep it going. Yeah, Mark, sorry. Yeah, well, we said at the start that this group is tough. You know, Ukraine, Bosnia, France. That's not like a, you know, that's that's not a, there's not really a, um, a like a decent game in there. Even the way Bosnia turned out, it's still a very hostile place to go, and they're still a very difficult team. And I think um, I think Puki said it in pre pre match yesterday is that if you'd have given you know the squad like a, a shot at qualifying through the playoffs on the last you know on the last game match day, they'd have taken that at the start. So I think, I mean, I think, plus that, you know, that, that you go back to the way we play against France. The way we play against France is not like, we don't park the bus. We're not trying to do a Gijon, like, miracle. Uh, we, we play against France. Like, we play through them, we play around them. We've got good, you know, build-up play. We take shots and, we, you know, we, we caused them some problems last night. Um, we, just, we just needed to be more, because of results elsewhere, we had to push on. So, so I think, we, I mean, if you, look, if you look at the overall campaign, Rive's done a, again, he's done a really good job. Um, one thing, I mean, we, we didn't say that, that last night was Puki's 100th cap for Finland as well, which is a nice little touch. Um, in, in coinciding with our 100th show oh, exactly, last yeah. weekend. Yeah. <laughs> I think his career's lasted a bit longer, but we've probably scored more goals, I think. But um, I think we, when you look at that group and the way it finished, it finished as the seedings were. Uh, with France, Ukraine, us, uh, Bosnia, Kazakhstan, and when you look at the seedings as well, Mark's mentioned it before, France, Ukraine, Bosnia, and I think Kazakhstan as well, were in the top one or two of each of the pots. So they were the strong, amongst the strongest teams that Finland could have played. And to come out of it dropping to third on the final day is difficult to take when, you know, it was in Finland's hands for, certainly for, for the last game. But I think, you know, if you look at where Finland were, before Riva, anyway, under the glorious reign of Hans Backer and, and the latter days of Mixu, you know, the, most people would have bitten your hands off just to be in this scenario. That's true. And it, it was in Finland's hands, but it was against France. Well, well exactly. So. It's in Finland's hands against the world champions. Yeah, exactly. Mark. No, I've just, I've just, just, just the same thing. It's been such a long, like, it's been such a long journey that, uh, yeah, that any, any talk about the contract has to be quashed. We need, we need to just get Rive signed up and get him on. All right, I think that's probably about it. Uh, we've had a message from Keke that he dropped out because his phone died. So we'll just uh, send you love, Keke. Take, take, have a safe journey back home, and uh, we'll all we'll all see you soon. Um, I guess I'll get this out in the next day or so, and uh, then we'll have a think about when we're next back together. We might be we might be coming towards a kind of closed season break. I think well, the, the Nations League draws in in a couple of weeks. So uh, I think by that by that point we'll know Finland will be in whichever pot and whichever division and league and however it works it'll, it'll be fun. But uh, yeah, there'll be a, a few hopefully some new countries to play because in that pot Finland are quite familiar with most of yeah. them. So it'll be nice to get some and, new and also Kek is stalking Finland footballers on oh, okay. Instagram. So he'll probably have a few interviews lined up for <laughs> well, us even, to do as well. Even last night during the game he was like, right, he's next, he's next, he's next. So, <laughs> I think if the police have been listening, he sounded like a sniper. All right. Mark, thanks a lot for joining us today. Really good to see you, spend some time with you and, uh, and Tina yesterday. And uh, we'll see you again soon. 
Rich, thank you very much. Good to see you. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, to listener, thanks for listening to the uh, to the Finnish Football Show. It's another one of our match report episodes, and uh, we'll be back again soon. Bye. Bye. Meidän tullut on.